Hi there, and welcome to today's conversation brought to you by PM Excite, where we provide property management solutions for growing agencies. I'm Shanley Draper. And I'm Terry Handy, and we're the co-founders of PM Excite. Join us as we explore the wonderful world of property management. We are all about reducing the drama, simplifying what needs to be done, and giving you practical, actionable tips to reduce the overwhelm. Ultimately, we want to help property managers stress less and enjoy life more. Thanks for listening in today. Now let's dive into the episode. We are really looking forward to today's conversation, which is all around the things you can do to ensure that you're looking after your future self and keeping that person in mind when you're going about your day at work and at home. Um, but before we dive in today, we love to start each of these conversations off with some gratitude. So we're going to start with you, Terry. What are you grateful for today? Well, I'm actually grateful for neighbours, but in a really strange way. So these are my old neighbours who... Um, they knew that I really hated this old ride-on mower that's down, been down the back of our shed for years that my husband just would not get rid of just in case he needed it. And my neighbours told someone who told someone else who knocked on my door this morning and they gave me 20 bucks for it and they took it away. Really grateful for those neighbours. Um, what about you, Sean Lee? What are you grateful for? I love that. That's hilarious, by the way. How good are good neighbours? Especially like I, my neighbours in lockdown have been so good just to have people next door that you can just be like, hey, how are you going? And just have some like interaction. Yeah. Um, I'm grateful for a lot, but I'm actually grateful today to be able to work from home and just be able to take some breaks outside in the sunshine and get some vitamin D. I always find that when I have like the sun on my skin, I just feel better and feel healthier. I don't know if it's like a real thing or if I just trick my mind into believing I'm healthier because I've been in the sun, but I always feel yeah really good afterwards. So it's just nice to be able to do that when you work from home, I think. It's definitely a thing. Um, humans need vitamin D. Me, I can only have small doses, otherwise I go bright red and start to peel. But, um, yeah, I get where you're coming from. So. <laughs> Oh, awesome. All right. Well, let's get into today's conversation. So we're talking about our future self here and keeping that person in mind when we're going about our day. And we're going to talk about how we can do this in our home life. And I'm going to cover off on a bit of that um, and how we can do that at work, Terry, which you're going to cover off on a little bit of that as well. So I think that for me, when it comes to looking after my future self, I'm always looking for, you know, little hacks and ways to cut corners as, you know, I want to be as efficient as possible, like everyone else when it comes to work and home life. And especially now that I have a little toddler running around. So it's for me, it's, I guess it's all about little, you know, as little resistance as possible during the day. Um, and I've also come to realize of late, Terry, which I haven't shared with you yet, that I am actually really OCD with certain things and a couple of people have brought it to my attention recently. My dad actually said it to me a while ago and I didn't really believe it. Now Draper said it and I'm like, okay. So I definitely like to feel in control with certain things as much as possible. And I think these hacks that I'm going to share with you today, they help me to feel as though I've got things all under control when in reality, I probably really don't. I mean, no one has anything, everything <laughs> under control right now, do they? No, but I'm having a little um, giggle to myself here. I'm like, really? Really? You've never noticed? A little bit of <laughs> So, um, and I hope they told you that in a very gentle way. Oh, Dad didn't. Draper definitely <laughs> did. So... <laughs> He was scared. <laughs> That's okay. But anyway, so future self in mind hacks. Now, my first one is, it sounds really simple, but so many people don't do it. So it's use a password app. So I don't know about you, but for me, passwords are one of those insanely frustrating things where I'm almost adamant. I know the password is something. And before I know it, I've literally attempted it like five times. I've locked myself out and then I can't actually continue on with what I need to do. And I know people will be nodding along going, yep, that's me. Um, so as a way of looking after my future self, I have used an app for the last couple of years called RoboForm. 
Um, and listen, it's pretty basic. It's free. Um, and there are probably much prettier looking apps out there, but I've had this one for years and it, you know, it does what I need to do, which is just simply store all of my logins and passwords in a really secure way on my phone. So um, just a few days ago, I had to update a password and all I did was go to the app. I added in the new updated password to one of my logins and voila, next time I forget it, it'll be right there for me to copy and paste, which is actually another cool hack, Terry, which I um, might mention. You can actually copy it from your phone and paste it onto your computer if you're using a Mac, which is really cool. So um, I would love to, sorry, what was that? I just had another little giggle because it is really cool and I only recently found it the other day that I could do it. So, and I was feeling so smug. Um, It's awesome. (laughs) It's amazing. There's so many little hacks with um, Macs, by the way, that we don't even know about. There's so many cool things you can do. You actually got to go research and find these things, but that one's a really good one. So copying from your your phone onto your computer and then you're in. and so, yeah, I, I mean, I would love to know how much time I've saved myself over the last couple of years having this app and being able to avoid having to, you know, reset my password every time I forget it. So it's been a massive time saver for me. And it's definitely something that I would recommend if you're looking at ways to look after your future self and avoid frustration um, wherever possible. So number two is pack your lunch the night before. Now, I know this one doesn't sound revolutionary and it definitely isn't, but this one is for you if you have children or if you are someone who packs your lunch every morning and doesn't buy it at work. So for me, I've just found that there is so much power in having my son Alfie's lunchbox, you know, cleaned out and repacked as best as it can be the night before daycare. And the reason for this is it just means that in the morning, all I need to do is pop in his cold stuff and put an ice block in there and then we're good to go. So I think there is nothing worse than opening your kid's lunchbox at 6am only to find, you know, a crusty old sandwich and mushed up banana. Yes, I've been there. Um, actually, we're only ever there when Draper is the one that's supposed to be undoing the lunchbox and he doesn't. Um but it's definitely not how I want to be starting my day. So it also means that if the morning starts off a little bit wobbly, as it so often can with kids, at least his lunchbox is sorted. I'm not running around like a headless chook trying to get that sorted while dealing with a toddler meltdown. So this one has been a really, really big one for me when it comes to keeping future Sean Lee um, in mind and making sure that I am calm in the mornings um, when I'm starting my day. So I love that one. Number three, and Terry, feel free to jump in anytime. Yep. Um, number three is paying your your bills in advance. Now, I feel like this is a really big one when it comes to keeping my future self in mind. And it can also help you feel a whole lot calmer and more in control of your finances when you're on top of your bills and you're not always trying to play catch up or just simply forgetting and then realizing. So a couple of examples of this and of things that I do um, specifically are number one, At our home, we pay our electricity and our phone bills in advance. So each week we have a direct debit set up with our electricity company and with Optus for Draper's phone. Um, And by the time we get our electricity and our phone bills, we are either in credit or we only have a very small amount to pay. So this literally happened last week. I'd paid, I think it was $600. uh, Sorry, no, I'd paid $500 in advance. I had a $600 electricity bill. um, And so I only had to pay a small amount towards that, which is great. So we have been doing this for years. And I found it to be really helpful when it comes to, you know, our cash flow and in turn, our stress levels. So I was saying to Drapes actually the other day that it would be great if we could pay our rego for our cars in advance each week too. But I don't think that's an option. We've looked, um, but I'm literally addicted to paying things in advance. But actually, Terry, how good would that be if you could just pay things like your rego in advance every week? It might be. You just said that you've actually looked so... um... You know, there's a lot of payment plans for things like I know 
um, council rates. Um, it, it's really worthwhile investigating. And even if you can't do it, then um, one of the things that I do is I just have a bills account. So I work out how much I have um, to pay for my monthly bills or, you know, electricity, all that kind of thing. And I just put it into a separate bank account um, each week. And yeah, there's, there's always enough money there for it. I think my sister does the same. It's like, I think the Barefoot Investor talks about it as well. Um, but definitely, yeah, Future Self helps. Oh, mm. or Future Self loves it when you've done mm. that. Yeah, $600 bill. Oh, but I only have to pay $100. It feels like you're getting a bargain, doesn't it? It does. It was so, I think it was like $86 then we had to pay. It was great. And it was just like, oh, I'm so glad I did that. Um, And it's always, you know, when you least expect it that you do get a big bill come through the yeah. door and you're like, oh, man, I could have paid that off a few weeks ago. Um, But, yeah, with, and you're right with the Redro thing. Absolutely. You can put that money aside. Um, But you need to be someone that's super disciplined because uh, we can then go, oh, look, there's a little pot of gold there. We might book a weekend away. We might go to a fancy restaurant restaurant so having it just leave your bank account completely I think is um, a game changer so or at least it is for us so number four is um, thinking about your future self in mind so use a shared calendar now this one is going to be for you if you are in a partnership or a marriage um, or have someone that you need to check in with when you're making plans it could be you know you've got kids or whatever it might be so Draper and I set this up a few years ago just on our iPhones in iCal before we even had Alfie actually because I would do things like, you know, schedule in a dinner with my friends without realizing Drapes already had plans. And then I would need to cancel with them or he'd need to cancel his plans. And it just felt like there was a lot of resistance around this. Um, so now, right now, you know, we obviously don't have a social life. We're in lockdown and also locked out of Queensland, which is where our family and friends are. So we aren't using this for social stuff right now, but we still use it for meetings and appointments that we need to attend together. Um, and it works really, really well. So if you don't know how to do this, and some people don't because I've spoken about this before, what you can do is you can either use an iCloud calendar that you already have set up uh, on your phone or you can add a new one to your iCal app. So for ours, we've just called it home and it's got a little love heart next to it. Um, and then I added Draper's email address and then he got it directly on his phone and added it to his calendar. Am I making sense, Terry? Yep, yep, totally. Cool. Yep. So now we have the same calendar basically for this particular home one. Um, and once we, we, sorry, once he accepted um, the invitation, then we turned on the event alerts, which means that every time I add something into that calendar, he gets notified and vice versa. Actually, he's been really cheeky with this in the past. Recently, he put, um, and I, Nat South was laughing about this because I posted on Instagram, he put like Draper's self-care time in bracket surf session minimum three hours. <laughs> So you can use it. And I got it on my phone and went, this guy's kidding if he thinks he's going for a surf for three hours on Saturday morning. But it's really good to be able to put those things in and just kind of let each other know where you're at. Um, and we also made a deal when we did this that we would discuss the plan before we actually put it into the calendar uh, or whatever event it was. Um, and that basically meant that it was Bible. So if it's in the calendar, it means that it's Bible. If it's not there, it basically doesn't exist to the other person. So I highly recommend doing this to your future self as it means a lot less resistance and more ease in your partnership, which I'm definitely all for. Um, and Actually, one more thing here. I've heard of people using, um, that, sorry, people that are co-parenting using an app specifically for scheduling in things for their kids and handovers, um, which I all think, it's, yeah, I think that's a really great idea. And I think that would absolutely be looking after everyone's future self if you had an app where you could kind of schedule in things for your children. It means that you don't actually have to physically pick up the phone and call. You're just popping them into the app 
into the calendar and everyone um, has been notified. So I love that one as well. Um, But Terry, I'm going to hand over to you now. I'm excited to hear what you have to say around some amazing future self in mind hacks specifically for property management. So take it away. Oh, thank you. Um, Just on that last tip that you had there, I I think it's about the transparency, isn't it, when you're sharing a calendar? Like we are really busy. And again, relating it back to property management, um, I know that a lot of teams do share their calendars, not so that the boss can check up on what they're doing, but really just kind of having an idea on how, how things are going, um, whether someone's available. Yeah, it, it makes life so much easier. And I love that one with the co-parenting. Um, I, you know, again, takes the angst out of it. It's like, you didn't tell me that this was happening. Well, you know, it's in our calendar, guys. So, um, yeah, great tip, Sean. And I know that you probably have thousand more, a thousand more um, hacks there because, guys, if you haven't already realised, she is at full pelt all the time so it needs to be as fast and as easy as possible so um now for me like um you've probably already noticed as well I love to take everything back to property management so I love this topic um and because it's actually really hard to think about what you can do to help your future self as a property manager because we're often so stuck in the moment aren't we like it's even though every day is different um and you know we say we love that about it and you never know quite what to expect um there there is actually quite a lot that you can do um where your future self will thank you and I've got some suggestions here for you you may or you may not have heard them before um and like with most things that that work well they're they're actually pretty simple because you know that's our approach isn't it We, we like to keep things simple and these ones are all to do with the vacating process so my first one is um requesting your tenant to leave the power connected to the property for a couple of days past their vacate. Now, it's a simple one and, yes, I know you guys are going to get pushback at times and, yes, the tenants legally don't have to do it. Um, But imagine if 90% of your vacating tenants leave the power on for a few extra days, just how much your wife is going to be. So when we conduct our final inspection, if, like, power is not absolutely essential, desirable like there's nothing worse than try to do an exit on a dark and gloomy day when there's no power or if it's the middle of winter and it's dark at four o'clock where you live like being able to turn the lights on it is a huge plus you can't kind of like everything would have to be done in the middle of the day otherwise on a sunny day um and it also means that you can address any blown light bulbs or dodgy appliances before a new tenant moves in and that that really helps the relationship start off on the right foot like it's a personal personal bugbear of mine when I see um on an ingoing report that a tenant's returned where they start saying like you know blown light bulb blown light bulb like it, it does not go down well with them at all um doesn't go down well with me either but you know they like this one little thing will make a, a huge difference and your future self will definitely thank you for this it's just part of your process The second thing that I suggest is that when your tenant provides you with their written written intention to vacate, um, pick up the phone and call them straight away. Now, this phone call allows you to reconnect with them, you know, and make sure that your relationship's really solid so that they're not going to think of you as the enemy who's on a mission to steal their bond when they move out. Um, It gives you the opportunity to explain the process around how you're going to show prospective tenants through the home while they're still in the property, how it looks, and gives them a chance to voice any 
questions or objections at that point. And look, a biggie for me with this phone call is also finding out why they're leaving because one, the owner is going to want to know why, why they're going, you know, particularly when everyone's feeling a little bit anxious. And if you have the answer, you're going to seem like you're across everything for them. But it's also um, a really good way to understand their state of mind. So like also if the property is going to be vacant early, that kind of thing, it's it's a really, it's such a simple thing to do. Now, they're going to have the opportunity to ask all their questions. Um, you can explain what the the expectation is, I guess, around how the, the property is left. And, and guys, just like not everyone reads the three-page email we send with their vacating checklist, you know, 28 days or however many days it is before they move out. You know, stating their obligations is in an email is not the best way to get your message across. So this one phone call, it can help your future self in so many ways. It's a no-brainer for me. What do you think, Sean? Could you do Yep. Yeah, well, as a tenant, absolutely. And I think, listen, the biggest thing for me there was just the communication and just knowing that the relationships, not it's not rocky because, you know, someone's going anywhere. I'm not upset with you as a property manager and it just makes the whole vacating process so much easier and stress-free, I think. So, yeah, no, I'm nodding along here. Well, excellent. And my third one is when you first receive that notice um, from a tenant that they are vacating, I want you to add two things into your calendar, okay, straight away. So a reminder is to check at 4 p.m. on the vacate day to make sure that they've returned the keys. Like it's, again, such a simple thing, but there's nothing worse than waking up in the middle of the night because you realise the keys didn't come back when they are supposed to. It's like, a, oh, my God, do they, do they drop them back? What, what? Oh, no, you know, this was supposed to happen or whatever. Um, and by doing this, having this, I, I guess, appointment scheduled at 4 p.m., you also have the chance to tech, check with the tenant to see where they're at, you know, before the close of business. So instead of ringing them at five o'clock where you've got no time and, you know, they, they've got no time to explain what's going on, it, it becomes an after hours issue. Making sure that you do that at four o'clock gives you a little bit of breathing space for that. And then the second thing that I'd like you to do or the second thing to schedule into your calendar is actually your final inspection. And again, sounds so simple and you're probably saying yeah I do that but quite often I find a lot of um, property managers will say I'm going to do like they're, they're dependent upon the keys coming back before they they book in their their final inspection and having it as an appointment in your calendar means that you've got that time set aside um, not only is it going to help you with your planning because you're going to know exactly what you've got on um, or got coming up for that week or the following, you know, for the next month, basically. Um, it's also really good to be able to advise your owner or your tenant that you have an appointment or that inspection scheduled. It just adds uh, an extra layer of professionalism. So, um, yes, Billy, that's great. Return your keys on Monday. I have your final inspection scheduled for Wednesday morning. Um, and they go, oh, I thought you'd do it straight away. Actually, you know, I have actually a really busy week this week. So I've got it locked in on Wednesday morning. Don't worry, I'll give you a call after lunch and let you know how we went. So that immediately takes all of that drama. He's not going to be ringing up wondering when his bond's going to be returned. Um, yeah, so again, it's interesting that both of us used our calendar here. Questions. Mm -hmm. So um, we're so busy, guys. We just have to make the most of our, sim like, a calendar is the simplest of tools, but when it's used well, it's so, so valuable. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that were just um, three little 
tips that would your future self will definitely thank you for if you apply them at the vacating process or as part of your vacating process. They absolutely will. Thank you, Terry. Um, as you were talking, I was thinking, how can, so if, if someone's listening to this going, oh, none of those really apply to me, I feel like a way in which you can figure out um, how you can help your own future self is just look at your day-to-day life and, and think about where is the resistance for me. So um, for me, a lot of resistance, especially when I'm trying to get a child out of the door, um, is in the morning with all the things of getting a kid organized. So how do you reduce resistance when it comes to that? I know one of my girlfriends, this is funny, she's got twins. When her twin boys come home from school, they both take their shoes off and the shoes go flying everywhere and they leave their shoelaces tied. And she said, I was so sick to death of every single morning when the mayhem of the morning is happening, having to sit there and undo two lots of bloody shoelaces. She was like, it just drove me nuts. So she did it the night before. So it's those little things I think if we can just look at what, where is there some resistance in our life? When you do something and every time you do it, you go, oh my God, this is so frustrating. What's that moment and what can you do around that moment to help you the next time? I think, so if you're listening and you're saying none of these are applicable applicable to me, there will be something. You just have to kind of dig deep and think about it's like the little moments that annoy you every day kind of thing, the repeatable things that we're doing. So um, that's just a little extra tip from me there. Oh, I love that because it reminds me of I had to do a similar thing with my son's um, shoes after school, but it wasn't shoelaces. It was tipping the sand out (laughs) because of a morning that would, it drove me insane. So, um, yeah, it's like you said, it's that, where there's resistance, look at um, a, a simple way to ease that. And it, it's often just doing the same thing but a little bit earlier on. So, yeah. Um, yeah. We are all about helping our future selves. So we hope that this episode has been valuable for you today. Um, and if you are interested in hearing more about what we're doing at PM Excite, we would love to invite you to head over to our website, pmexcite.com, check out the PM Club where you'll have access to over 90 templates along with um, courses and resources. We do monthly training sessions and we have guest experts join us each season as well. And just to give you a quick insight into that option, it is only $9 to $9 a month for your entire agency to access the membership and you can cancel it at any time if you no longer feel that what we're doing um, aligns with you and your agency. And we also have a really cool free bundle option, which is amazing. Um, This is where you can taste test PM Excite and access some of our courses and templates for 14 days. So if you're sitting on the fence, it could be a really good option for you to get a feel for what's involved in our membership. But that is us for now. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen into this conversation. And we look forward to bringing you another one next week. But until then, stay safe and enjoy the rest of your week.